Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bears lose. They fall to the Vikings and drop to 2-3 and three on the season. Keep it here for a full recap of the game. Plus your reaction, too, here on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealer. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The score! An absolute wild one in Minneapolis today. And the Minnesota Vikings have a one-game lead at the top of the NFC North. They give up and blow a big lead, but Kirk Cousins gets the touchdown late, and the defense comes up with the stand to win it. Oh, yes, indeed, it's the post-game show. I'm starting to understand that that happened. I was a little miffed when it did occur. Uh, but uh, but what are you going to do? The, uh, the Bears had a, uh, an opportunity at the end. They had used, I thought, their timeouts well. They were well-situated. They got the, the first down they needed, and they were hopefully moving the ball. And unfortunately, um, the receiver didn't run out of bounds and allowed a, a player to take the ball right out of his hands. And that ended that. And it would have been really curious to see what would have happened in the last minute of the game. Yeah, I just we, we missed an opportunity with Justin Fields to see what he could do. And it was just a terrible two-for-one. <laughs> not getting out of bounds and giving the ball up. That's just, it made me sick. And we talked earlier, we had our hands on our heads. I just, I could not believe it. I was cussing at the screen. I could not believe a player. I think he's a second year player, but yeah. I don't care. I don't care if you're second year in the NFL. That's something you learn your second year. You play little league ball <laughs> that you get out of bounds in the two minute drill, either at the half or the end of a game. And that just, it's unacceptable. I think I read his comments. He said he was made a selfish play and yes, it's very selfish. I don't think it's selfish. <laughs> I think it was stupid. Yes. <laughs> I just, yes. it was more stupid than selfish. Right. And I know it's going to hurt him. I know he's going to have a hard time going to sleep tonight. It's going to be tough going into the building tomorrow, getting ready for the next game and going over this game. But it's just, it was a really stupid play. And hope that young man never does that again. Let's get back to the phone line 312 644 6767. Jesse is in Kenosha. Hey, Jesse. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, Manly, I got an autograph in my basement of you, and all my friends give me crap about it all the time. So uh, I just wanted to say that, bud. Um, so a couple things why do, today. Why, why, why do they give you crap? Yeah, <laughs> Dude, you're the longest tenured bear, man. I have to have you on my wall. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but why do your friends – why are you I don't like your so friends. Jealous? You need to get better yeah. friends. <laughs> I have a big bear's man cave, and I have like 36 autographed jerseys in my, in my basement. And uh, 
I don't know. They give me crap about it. I like it, man. I got it right in my bar. I appreciate it very but, much. Um, <laughs> so a couple things, man. I'm a season ticket holder. Um, I felt better today about the loss than I felt about leaving the stadium after the win against the Texans. I just I feel like they're making progress. Justin Fields looks more comfortable in the pocket. Um, they're making they're doing like growth. The the Bears weren't expected to win a lot this year. So honestly, like to see them compete, come back, but like the the loss, I'll always want the Bears to win, but the loss it helps us out for a draft pick. So like we're not winning playoff games. We're not going to the Super Bowl. Oh. I know. I don't want to go to the draft yet. Yeah. It's too early. I'll no, start no, my no, draft no, no, no. Lot, I, like the last quarter of the season. I get that, but like realistically, it helps us out. We're not winning the. We're not going to the playoffs. So they competed. They they look good, and Justin Fields is making progress. Like he he looks better. I'm not the guy that like was throwing in the towel on him, but he looks more comfortable in the pocket. Like things are starting to look better for him. And the wide receivers failed him today. My, uh, yes. Mooney came out of that break the wrong way. That's touchdown in the first quarter uh pettis had those two drops um the 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 turnover at the end i mean i don't think this is on fields at all yeah i i thought he managed the game well and i think that to me is a step in the progress of a quarterback but now let's get selfish let's get you know a little harder on him let's see the continued progress let's don't go back at all you know i don't want to see him stepping back the way he played last week or a couple weeks ago i want to see him become a game manager become a full game manager of this bears offense and then take that next step and continue this each week. You know, I don't mind this game, you know, 15 to 21, 208 yards, uh, one TD, uh, quarterback rating of 118 or whatever. This, to me, he's managing the game. If they can run the ball well like they have in the past and have as many plays as they have in the past today, they didn't have as many opportunities because of, of the first half, then I will take that stat line of Justin Fields, and I think that's, that's progress for him, but he's got to continue it. And um... – not that I follow these things, not that I care, but right now the Bears are 2-3 and three and would be picking 14th. So it's not like they have some giant rush to the, to the top of the draft board. So, you know, enjoy the season before we get to that point, Jesse. Yes, yes. let's just see progress of all the young players. Yes. And then that's, evaluate that's at the end point. of what we need to fill, where exactly. do you need to fill the spots, do you need another corner? Do you need is Kyler Gordon going to be the corner? You know, going for the future is Larry Borum and Braxton Jones going to be the tackles for the future? Can they progress into being NFL caliber studs and, and, and help Justin Fields in his development? And I think right now we know receiver wise, you definitely need that. But we That's need progress from everybody. Yes. That's my conclusion. You got to get a receiver after watching. This. Yes. Uh, let's try Jack. He's in Burr Ridge. Hey, Jack. Hi. How you doing? I've been pleasantly surprised by. The Bears this week, this uh, season. I think the coaching staff has been far better than the previous staff and their decision making. You got to remember they've never been coordinators before either, and they're kind of growing into their position and learning their personnel and what they can do. That's my comment. Um, my my question though is um, why why can't they get Khalil Habert involved in open space somehow? Um, in some sort of of passing situation. Well, uh, first of all, Alan Williams, the defensive coordinator, has been a defensive coordinator before. So mm-hmm. just we just don't want to. I believe it was in Minnesota, but um, I I'm really surprised at how positive a lot of people are. I mean, I I am too. I think I think David Montgomery. I, I mean, 
if you didn't think that guy played great, then you weren't paying attention. He helped that team a ton. He's a really important piece of it. He's also he's a guy that wants to win, that wants to play, that works his tail off. Yes. I love a guy like that. I'd want a team full of guys like that, frankly. I, I think he's a great player. I'm not dissing Herbert in any way, but the 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 past defense is better with him in it. I'm talking about the run, uh, the uh, the pass blocking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's better at that, and he and he is better catching the football. And I I think he's a heck of a player. I really was appreciative of the pa- fact that he played after. A, a, I guess they called it an ankle injury. It looked like a knee, an ankle. He looked like it looked he was, horrible. <laughs> oh, it was awful. Yeah, his and leg bent the wrong way. To me, it tells me he's a quick healer, which is good. Or he worked his butt off to heal up, which is That's great because right. some people yep. can do that. Yep. But I, I kind of like the stat line. I know it's not a whole lot of carries, but it's twelve carries for David Montgomery, four for Khalil Herbert. That's the way I think it should be. I think David Montgomery, after the first week, has really shown that he is a darn good back in this NFL. I, 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 he's the workhorse. He's the one that needs to be out there all the time. And he's and good in space as well. That little screen he caught, a couple of yeah. them he caught. That's where I think he's actually a little bit better when he is in open space making guys miss. I, I, I know the position isn't valued, uh, Patrick, but I would pay that guy. I, I like that guy. I would bring him back. You don't have to pay him a fortune, but he's out of contract at the end of the year too, and look what he's doing. That's going to be an interesting one because if he continues to do what he's doing this year, he's going to price himself up in the NFL, and is he going to price himself out of the Bears yeah. with all the other holes they have? That's – that's what's going to be interesting with him. But good for him because he is playing great so far, and I'm happy he's willing and able to come back as quickly as he did from something that looked devastating in that injury. Let's get to Kyle. Kyle is uh, listening in South Bend. Hey, Kyle. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm with the other callers. I'm pretty positive about this loss other than the boneheaded play at the end um, because I think we just saw the best-case scenario for the team next year, having a good quarterback and having good coaching. We've seen the second-half adjustments. It does Justin Fields play the definitive good second half. Now, it makes Thursday huge because, Pat, you just took the words out of my mouth. We need to see a complete game. We need to build on this. We keep seeing these plays, quarters, half, but we haven't seen a complete game. We can't come out and play a first half that we had today. We need to see more of what we did in the second half. Thanks, guys. It's a great point. It's yeah. a great point. I, I, I mean, it's great – that they managed to recover from an awful start, but it'd be a lot better if they didn't have a um, a penalty to open a game. And I get it; they overcame oh, that man. immediately. But man, that was just that—that <laughs> that reminded me of the previous administration. One hundred percent, and that set up the whole first half of what happened. Yes, I just yes. couldn't believe it. they overcame it. What the next play or whatever, but yes, I'm like, you've spent all week. You have your list of plays. You know you're going over. And blazing game was not in the or blazing game was not in the. I could not believe that. I just that's that's poor. And it, it, the poor coach's face too. You know oh. they know that camera's coming right on him. Oh God! <laughs> he kind of oh. hit it pretty well, but you could it was all over his face that uh, he was a little disappointed to yeah, say the defi- least. Definitely not the reason that you want to be on camera. Because... No, no. Oh, that was bad. But... Oh, that was a rough one. But but as we said, I, and I I find it fascinating how many people are upbeat about it. I mean, it it was a, it, is. it was a happy loss apparently. It is, and the more I thought about it too, while I was walking from the other studio to this studio, that I was like, all right, they fought their butt off to get back in this game. Yeah, they had effort plays like blocking the field goal. They they did things. They didn't quit. They didn't give up when a game they could have completely given up because they were getting their butts wiped in the first half. I mean, it was it was bad. 
Kirk Cousins set a record for completions, consecutive completions, a new Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. record. And then he threw one to you, which was good to see. Right? And then what, Justin Jefferson had like five or five in a row over 10 yards per completion or something like that at the uh, start of the game? It was yes. just, you know, there wasn't only completions. It was yes. chunk yardage. It oh was first God. downs. And, it, it, and uh, you know, they were, they were obviously uh, not having Jalen Johnson there. We talked about this in the last couple games. Against Houston, against the Giants, if ever there was a game you could afford to lose the guy and you'd miss the guy – those weren't the games, right? Yes. You could afford to lose them, but you didn't miss them. They missed him drastically. Early in that game, it was like everyone was five yards away from the mm-hmm. guy. No one wanted to – they were trying to contain him rather than defend him. And I think that Jalen Johnson would have been more uh, attempting to actually play with him. I really wish – selfishly, like I said, I wish I could have seen that matchup to really I agree. judge Jalen Johnson. I, I believe he's a good player. I believe he's a very good corner, but – Best on best. That's what you want to see. And as a competitor, it's unfortunate he was hurt. He talked about always wanting to go against him. Uh, it would have been fun to watch. Because J- Justin Jefferson, some of those routes, just how he gets himself open of how well he can is a route runner is just – it's unbelievable. I mean, he puts you know guys on skids that back there just and gets himself open. And it must be nice to have a guy like that if you're Kirk Cousins. And if you were Justin Fields, to have a guy like that that you just know is going to run himself open. And he's such a big man. It is, you know, he's he's a big, strong guy, and he can muscle up with you. I mean, he's fast, he's dangerous, but he's also he, – he pretty much has whatever you'd want out of a wide receiver. He's a really good football player. He's on his way to be the number one wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Um, we have a uh, we have an audio cut uh, from uh, from the head coach from uh, uh, from from uh, uh, Eberflus about what he said – to Smith Marset. Let's take a quick listen to this. This uh, I'm very curious. I haven't heard this yet. I talked to. Listen, I, I got. I'm close with all these guys. I talked to every single one of them. Talk about about their performances, uh, how we can improve going forward. Um, if a guy had a really good game, what's his mindset going to be for the next game? And uh, that's part of that's part of coaching. And uh, I'll certainly do that for sure. He'll do it. Okay. I mean. You know, Jimmy Johnson would have met him on the field and told him <laughs> he was flying commercial home. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, did that. to me, you lose you lose playing time for that. You have to. Yeah. You lost the game. I mean, not oh, not the whole game, but you 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 lost the game. You just made a bonehead mistake, and you can't have players like that on the field. You can't trust them. Maybe in time, you put them back out there and see if you can get some trust from them. But he had two play, plays: the block in the back we talked about earlier on Justin Fields' TD run that was called back, and then that play as well. That's what gets you beat: is bonehead plays by players like that. That you you lose playing time because of that. I can't believe we're back on that one because that makes my blood boil. Uh, Ronald is listening online in Carolina. Hey, Ronald. Hey, guys. It's actually Rob. Uh, how are you guys? Enjoy oh, the show. Sorry, oh, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I thought we hit our nadir, which I've used on our show before, nice. when it was well, 21, to, 21 to 3. Um, and then, obviously, I think we started to turn around a couple things. To me, a halftime adjustment shouldn't be we just realize we're guarding the best receiver in the league and we don't have Jalen Johnson. So, I think that that whole whole first half, like I think you just said, he's probably the number one receiver in the league. We really put ourselves behind the eight ball there. That, to me, really is more coaching. That being said, I think optimism, maybe the right word, is for Bears fans, of course, it sucks to lose. It's a Pyrrhic victory. But if Justin Fields didn't have a reasonably good game, none of us would probably be the happy. And also, Kyler Gordon, I believe, blocked that field goal and had to make a couple of big tackles. So that was good. 
It, also, it was actually Dominic Robinson that, that when they showed the replay, oh. they gave him credit. They gave okay. uh, Kyler Gordon credit, and he made a nice play on it, but it was it was Robinson that got the paw on okay. it. Okay. He had, he had a good game. And I also want to say real quickly, I think we might have the lowest sacks in the league. We're pretty close. I knew we had one today, but I was watching some of the Packer game, luckily, when they lost, and at the end they sent some corner blitzes who tipped the ball. Not to say we're going to do that, but we know we don't have any pressure. We got guys like Roquan. We should send them more. Kirk Cousins should not get sacked just once. I mean, he's not a very mobile guy. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. And one last thing, I do think the calls, I mean, you know, we don't win or lose on those. There was those two calls. The one, luckily, I think we intercepted two later when they, I think it was uh, Justin Jefferson and Schlereth, who said, well, you know, you're not going to get that call. But there was no call to be had. It wasn't like it was a two-way call. And and I thought when you block in the back, you can't actually touch the front of some guy's body and get a block in the back because, that call looked like it was also another phantom call. Again, not the reason we lost. Justin played so much better, and you know I think maybe Kyler Gordon, even if he didn't block, uh, played well. So that's, I think, why there's some optimism or less of a sting, if that's the question. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on the, really the, the pass rush. And, uh, again, the halftime adjustment should have been the start of the game. But just wanted to get your thoughts. Yeah, you the, think, the, the pass rush to me is, is a huge concern, you know, the first couple Difficult weeks, Robert Quinn, yeah, Robert so, Quinn was with a lot of uh, uh, adjustments, right? I mean, yeah, that's just not how they play. Yeah, but yeah, you I mean you, you wish they would adjust earlier. I I want to go back and look. Did they put Kendall Vildor on Justin Jefferson Can after the first couple series? Yeah, I, I hear you fine. You know, hear me? Uh oh, we've got some te- technical difficulties here. Uh oh. You hear me now? All right, you got me back. Sorry, Molly. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right, now we're back. All right, let's talk. I about- thought you couldn't hear me. <laughs> no, One I got. Of us was- okay. I got you just fine. I'm just. I'm not a pro like you. My bad. <laughs> um, I, I want to talk about the pass rush first to answer Rob's question. That that to me yep. is is the biggest concern right now with this defense. The lack of the lack of pressure at all. Because like I said earlier in the show, that this defense is built around just four people rushing, four people getting the quarterback, playing coverage in the back end. And Robert Quinn, at the beginning of the year, yes, he went against Trent, Trent Williams. He went against some good tackles. But if he's going to be an elite defensive end like he was last year, you need to see more from him. Maybe it's not sacks, but I want to see more pressure. Today, yeah, he's going against the first-rounder and, and uh, Derrishaw, but this is a guy he should beat. And, yes, he's getting some, some chips and help from the other team, but to be the elite pass rusher, you've got to beat that sometimes. You've got to help the other guys out, too, by putting them one-on-one, and he is doing that by – getting these double teams, but I need to see more from him. And then about going to the ground, this is something, the block in the back. When I was on special teams, you know, you're always running down the field and you're, you're, you're blocking or getting blocked. <clears throat> if a guy goes to the ground, you're always coached this. Don't, don't, if you're blocking the guy, try to hold him up. Don't let him go to the ground because that's when the guy's going to throw the flag. So you're getting coached up on that. So Derrishaw, what did he do? He went to the ground so it made it look like he was pushed harder in the back. So I give him a little bit of credit on his – showmanship or whatever you want to call it on, on that block in the back by uh, Marset Smith. But um, that, that's what your coach, just to try to hold the guy up, don't let him go to the ground. So if you hear that, what do you do if you're the other guy? You go to the ground. So as soon as the referee sees you on the ground, he's taking, you know, taking the flag out and probably thinking that you pushed him too hard in the back. No question. He, he made a meal of it, but it was a push in the back, and all he had to do, it just made it too easy for him. Mm-hmm. So. That's a it's a mistake. It's an it's another mistake to go with the uh, the 
the litany. And for a guy that isn't featured that often, it's a problem if he's making – if you notice him for the wrong reason, then that's uh, that's career impacting. Yes, it is. All, all right, we've got uh, we got more sound from Flusi. We'll be back. We'll get back to your calls, 312-644-6767. It is the post-game show on the score. Yeah, it's tough. But um, I know Mir, I know he's uh, feeling down right now, so our job is to pick him up. And, uh, you know, he's a great player. And, I mean, me personally, I know what he can do on the field. You know, he's young, second year. So uh, he's, he's just got to learn from that mistake and, you know, keep going. But, you know, he can be one uh, hell of a player in this league for sure. It is the postgame show here on The Score. And the Bears lose 29-22 in the final play of their uh, last offensive possession. They're marching to try to tie the game. And, Amir Smith-Marset catches a pass from a 15-yard pass. He made a nice cut, and then instead of going out of bounds, he has the ball torn from his hands by Cameron Dantzler. And it, and it, I mean, he just pulled the ball out of his hands and started running the other way, and that was the end of the game. And, uh, and uh, it was not a very good day for Smith-Marset. Um, and Justin Fields thinks he's young and could be a great player in the league. That, that's know. what that's what you say about your teammates. I, yeah. I appreciate him saying that, and he's yep. got his back, and that's that's the way it should be. But you know, you mentioned getting the ball. There's two things we we've done this a million times. Get out of bounds, and then it is just as bad having somebody just strip the ball right out of your hand like that. That's another football 101. Learn how to hold the ball, and it was a DB that's stripping it out. It's not like a, a big D line or no line, D lineman came over there and pulled it out of your hands. It's just that much stronger than you. So both of those things are just completely unacceptable and. And then, again, it's unfortunate it happened at the end of the game because it takes a situation of Justin Fields uh, out of his hands of, of learning uh, and, and getting experience in the NFL in another two-minute drill. And that just that, that really hurt this team and potentially a win. I mean, that could, you know, get to overtime or you go for two, and that takes that away as well. Yeah, I, it's, it's really interesting to me that we came into this game feeling that the Bears weren't going to be able to compete with the, with the balance – that the Vikings offense has, and then somehow they they that proved prescient, and yet somehow they came back and took a fourth quarter lead. The problem was it almost it's it almost kind of revived Minnesota. That last drive was um, was a really good one by the Vikings. It ate up a lot of time, and they ended up with a touchdown. And uh, you know the Bears at one point came into this game having gone 36 possessions without a touchdown. And, you know, you worried that they were never going to score a touchdown. They hadn't scored a touchdown since, uh, uh, you know, the, the Houston game, right? And and yeah. mercifully, David Montgomery gets a touchdown. They start coming back in the game. I can't believe how happy people are. Right? I, I know, I know. Well, it's here, just interesting. It is interesting, but I what's been great too is I think maybe now the Bears fans are – getting their patience, having patience with this team and understanding it's a true rebuild. And that's what we need to, to – We, you know, we talked about the pregame. I got my patience back. I talked myself into it. But this game, too, what it does for this team – and I remember sometimes in, in seasons – let's take it season by season because you're not always – it's different. So a game like this early in the, in the season can give you confidence going forward because you'll go back and look on them like, wait a minute, we were down 21-3 to and we scored 19 unanswered points. And we were out, man. They're a better football team. In my opinion, they're a better football team on paper. But you were able to come back and get a lead in this game in the fourth quarter. 
So this is something they can take going forward for this season. I don't think it's going to go into next season because to me it's season by season by season. But this might help them down the road. Maybe when these young guys develop a little bit, maybe they're down to a better team, that they go back to this game like, wait a minute, we did it before. We can do it today. Let's get this done. Let's keep fighting. Let's not give up. Maybe we're down two scores. Let's not give up, and we can do this. And this is something you can build on within that locker room and, and amongst your teammates and coaches, which is which is something great. You know, that's that's it's it's good to see that they came out there and fought like that. But this is something they can look on later on in the year if they're in that situation where they're down, getting their butts kicked. They believe they can come back and do something. They're not going to quit. They're not going to quit. And, and I mean, frankly, that's a quality that I'm not sure you see with the Minnesota Vikings. That's a team that that has won a lot of close games, but other than the the minister the Green Bay game, they haven't really been able to pull away from anyone and stay pulled away. Like if you think about it, the way they played to open the game with the quarterback hitting 17 straight passes, a, a team record, three touchdowns, they should have been able to put that game away with little effort. And instead, they they we talked about it earlier that that the coach on the sideline looked scared as hell they looked like they were you know makes you wonder about how legitimate a team they are frankly if uh if if they can't put an opponent away that's a great point because you know we talked to Dan Pompey and I asked how good do you think Minnesota is in this division and they just look they they look like they have everything you know they look like but they can't put it away and that says a lot about the Bears though that big catch by Mooney at the end of the first half knowing you're going to get the ball uh, the first possession of the second half, that you you start thinking, wait a minute, if we score here, we can be back in the game after the first possession of the second half. And that's just great for this team believe that, and they did it, and they put themselves in position to have a lead to win the game. They couldn't finish it. I think that's a talent gap between these two teams. But, yeah, you're right. Minnesota, It's I thought it was just going to be they were going to wipe them off the, oh. the face of the earth the rest of the game. But kudos to the Bears to do what they did. Great catch, great call. You know, to give him the opportunity. Hopefully, we get to see a couple more of those as the season goes along. As they get confidence and just saying, "All right, we're going to throw the ball up. Either Mooney catches it or nobody catches it." I'd like to see more of those. Um, but again, great, great effort by the Bears to get themselves back in this game and take a lead. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Andy is in Lombard. Hey, Andy. Hey, how we doing, guys? We're good. Good. Hey, so I only have really like two or three takeaways from this entire game. First of all, could have been a lot worse in the NFC. We could be the Detroit Lions looking at the at the Patriots, right? Could be a lot worse. Justin Fields, I think, had a great game, but I still think the kid holds on to the ball too long. And I think at the end of the game, those timeouts were absolutely ludicrous, and that's really all I got. What were the timeouts that were looted? I don't, I don't know what he's talking about there. Because I think the Bears did the proper thing. They had one timeout left. I thought yeah. they, I thought they managed the game well. That's one thing, Coach Eberflus is impressing me. He understand. I think he has his way. He's going to do and call games like the 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 punt and pin last week we were talking about in the pregame. He's going to call games a certain way, and it seems like to me it's more of a, a defensive minded way. And I thought he's also handled the clock well. Besides, forgot what game that was at the at the end of the first half where he didn't call timeout. But so far, he has done a decent job uh, for me. But again, Andy talked about Justin Fields and having a great game. I don't think it's a great game. I think he managed the game well. But are we going to continue to see this progress? This yeah. week, Thursday night, short week, let's see him maintain what he's doing or take a small step forward. 
as I said to you earlier in the program, I believe we did see progress. Yes. And I wasn't sure, even though lip service was given to progress about last week, I wasn't sure. I thought those we, statements were crazy. Well, I just thought, how are we judging progress if right. that's progress? Right. But, but this was progress. Yes. This was, you know, he was a dangerous player. We talked about this in the pregame. He's like the one guy you got to be aware of. And he made some plays and he got some first downs just by being him because yeah. he's got special. Exceptional athlete. Yes. And then absolutely. what I like too is that Luke Getzey talked about taking the check down, taking the easy completion when it's there. He did that today. Yes. So the coach speak what he gave him at the podium in front of everybody, Justin Fields listened and did it. And that's progress. That's what I enjoyed seeing. Taking totally. and ma- making it second and five, making it second and four, even make it second and seven instead of, you know, second and ten. Take those little easy, easy, you know, little little dink passes or whatever. Take what's in front of you, and, and that'll just help move the chains. And I thought he did a nice job with that. Let's try Pat. Pat's in Rockford. Hey, Pat. Hey, it's Paul. How are you guys doing? Oh, I'm sorry, Paul. I can't even. That's all right. People have called me Pat before. Yeah, speaking of purposes, Pat, people have called me Paul before, so we can get the same. <laughs> for the purposes of this phone call, will you remain Pat? Just so I don't. Absolutely. Any, anything for you guys. Speaking of that. You know, Pat, I would be honored if I had your autographed jersey in my man cave. So if you want to send me one, I'd be happy to take it. I don't have any. After 16 years, Team Med kept all my jerseys. All right. <laughs> hey, um, I, I'm positive for um, one, a couple of reasons. But one reason was there was the play in the second half with Darius Smith bearing down on Fields from his blind side. Hmm. And Fields felt him. And he spun yes. out of there. And I think that he ran impressive. for a first down. Yeah. Yep. I thought that was a phenomenal play. And, um, you know, that, that to me is progress. And the other thing is, you know, now you're starting to see some, some connection with Komet and with Mooney the last couple of weeks. And, you know, if they can rely on those two guys and Montgomery and Herbert and Fields with his arm and his legs, you know, then we don't have to rely on guys like 17 to make a play at the end of the game. So I hope they can lean on their quote unquote stars uh, more than they have in the first few weeks. But my, my main point for calling you guys today is I like Eberflus. He could be a great coach. The jury's still out. I don't know. But when they went through the hiring process, um, the guy I really wanted was Brian Dayball. And I just am curious of what you guys thought. He's got the Giants out to a 4-1 start. He's getting the most out of Jones. Uh, you know, he's got a great, obviously, running back in Barkley. But, you know, with Fields as a young, developing quarterback, they needed a guy that was an experienced offensive coordinator, not Getsy, who hasn't done it before. And I just, what do you guys think? Did they make a mistake there? Should they have gone for the offensive court coordinator? I, I don't think we know yet. That's just, it's yeah. an incomplete. I think what the Giants are doing at four and one is pretty impressive, and going over to London and beating Green Bay. Dayball's ex- excellent. Uh, just watching his game plan against the Bears last week with just the yes. bootlegs, and then scheming them up over and over and over in different formations and doing it. I think he's a top-notch offensive coordinator in the NFL. Obviously, he's a head coach now, but he's not calling the plays there. It's Kafka, right? The 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 quarterback. Kafka. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's the, yeah. So he's the one really calling the plays. I know By it's game plan together, but yeah. but yeah, that's right. So I, I think the jury's out. I, Matt Eberflus can can be a great head coach. The one thing I do like about it, and we saw it today, they didn't quit, and that to me is leadership. That is, you know, preaching to the to, to the guys that we don't quit. And they didn't. And that says a lot about Matt, Eber- Matt Eberflus and his staff. Yeah, I didn't like that they had a penalty to open the game. But I think we've seen kind of all that stuff erased. 
I, I think that Matt Eberflus to me seems like a, a guy that is in charge, that is competent, that is doesn't make stupid decisions. I thought they'd hire Dable because I thought Polian was calling a lot more of the shots and you know, there was a connection there. I was surprised that Dable wasn't their guy. I do think that it's not surprising when you have an offensive guy to go to a defensive guy or when you have a, you know, you, you, you have a, a, you know, a guy that is, uh, you know, very uh, much a player's coach. You go to more of a, of an authoritarian. I, I just think it's if teams tend to shift out of what they had and they want to change different things. So it didn't stun me. Um, so many, so many teams are going with, uh, with offensive guys that maybe there was a, you know, a little, it was of interest in that way, but it didn't stun me. I, I like what Eberflus has done. I, I think he's been, uh, very good. And, and for the most part, I like the stuff he says and he's right about most of what he says. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I agree. And what I feel too, the job's not too big for him. Right. Sometimes you see coaches take a step either, you know, from whatever it is, one step too too high and they can't handle it. He seems very comfortable in front of the media. Seems He's, like he has a great message every week. It sounds like inside the locker room he has got a great message to the guys as well and they respond to him. On the sideline, I, you know, everybody talks about demeanor or whatever, but he seems like the game's not hectic to him, that he's in the game and knows what's going yeah. on in each situation. I know it's early with him, but I really like what I've seen so far. Um, it's just to me right now, the bears don't have the talent. We know that we see it. It's on paper. It's on the field. But right now I like what I see in him as a leader for this football team. He's, he's a grown man. He's like 52 years old. He's been around the NFL his entire life. I mean, I, I, there's a lot to really like about him. I, I, I do definitely think that, uh, that, you know, I know they lost today. Hard to believe. <laughs> but because uh, no one seems to, feel I know right. everybody seems excited about a yeah. loss. But they're 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 two and three, and they can get it back together um, on Thursday. And um, you know, I mean, you've got to admit that Dable going to London and beating the Green Bay Packers was surprising. Yes, very I much did so. not. I really thought that when the when that game was over, I thought the Bears knocked about five guys out of that game and. That'll be a problem next week. And I thought if ever there was an investment opportunity, it would be with uh, Green Bay. But I, I guess, did you hear um, Zaire Alexander said something like, well, I'll, I won't worry unless we lose next week to the Jets in Lambeau. And that fired up Rodgers because he believes that words can sometimes be manifestations. And hmm. he was concerned that Jair had mentioned lose and Jets in the same sentence. I'm all right if they lose to the Jets. I'd love that. <laughs> I would love to see that happen. I would too. I'd love to have Jair take a swing at the quarterback too. That's just me. <laughs> All right, we got to get to a break. We're going to get to all your calls, 312-644-6767. You're listening to the Post Game Show on The Score. Yeah, we just got to start faster. You know, keep what we're doing in the second half. We just got to start faster. And then your, your next question is going to be how, right? We got to bring it to the men, the, you know, the attention of the coaches and the players, and we got to set it up for practice. And we just got to do better in, in the beginning, you know. And uh, obviously, we're that's the first touchdown they've scored the entire year in the second half on us. So, you know, we just got to keep doing that and get better in, in the start. That is Matt Eberflus, the head coach of the Bears. And uh, you're listening to the post-game show on the score. Uh, Patrick, we um, 
we're running out of time. We've got some people that want to check in. Let's get back to the phone lines. Uh, Omar, Omar is in Sacramento listening online. Hey, Omar. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for taking my call. The first thing I was going to say is it seems like uh, Justin Fields is improving from week to week. Um, it, like you guys are saying, he took a lot of the, the short passes today instead of trying to force it. But I think the, uh, the weakness of our team, obviously, is the receivers, and I think it's hindering his growth also because Pettis had two or three drops today, yep. key drops, just as he did last week. And then also that gentleman who had the hold or block in the back and then also the uh, strip yep. fumble when everybody who plays football knows you run out of bounds with under two minutes left. So my question is, how do they evaluate how good Justin feels or how much progress he's made? I mean, obviously the short – passes and the reading and everything else helps but I just think if he had receivers who were competent it would also strengthen his confidence as well so thank you for taking my call go Bears it's a great question we talked about it in the pregame the fact of the matter is that they have not invested in that position the highest paid receiver on the field for the Bears uh, today was Valus Jones because he was a third-round draft pick, they have uh, they had you know five receivers active who made a total of 4.63 million. Um, you know, we mentioned that uh, the cheetah uh, Tyreek Hill makes 26 point something million. You're you're literally getting you know what you pay for. Yeah, yeah, and it it does hurt. Um, and I'm gonna go maybe the other way a little bit. Maybe it helps his development or not his development. Excuse me, evaluation of him. Because, no, that doesn't make sense. I don't even want to go there. But here's how you got to evaluate Justin Fields. To me, it's in the classroom. How can he dissect defenses? How well is he preparing for the, for the game and understanding what the defense is trying yep. to do? Are you throwing it to the right player in the play design on certain coverages? Um, are you pulling the trigger? Are you being decisive you know, on these decisions where you are supposed to be reading the defense and the, and the, and the play properly? That's how you want to evaluate him. You know, it is unfortunate he doesn't have a, you know, a go-to guy or a guy that he can just throw it to and know he's going to be open. But there's other ways to evaluate him, and those are the ways that I would do it, the way I've seen it uh, happen in with teams and quarterbacks. And, you know, it would be nice to have an O-line that could, you know, be the tops in the league and give him plenty of time that he's not scared back there and maybe had a receiver two or one or two that he could just throw to. But there's ways to, to evaluate him, and, you know, they're going to go about it, and they're doing it, and we're doing it as well right here on this radio show. And, and in fairness to Pettis, I mean, he did drop two, but one was behind him. It was an inaccurate throw. It's hard to turn your body and catch yes. it. And the other one was it sailed over his head. I mean, he got up and he, he, he got his hands on it. And you in the NFL, you got to catch that pass. But it wasn't like it hit him in the numbers. Let's say it that way. Sure. And another valuation is accuracy, right? He wasn't yes. accurate on those throws. So you can no, take a not, you know, notch sure. down on him that – You've got to make a better throw, make it more catchable. But Pettis's job is to catch the ball. He's a receiver. That's the job. You know, they say if you touch it, you can catch it. Um, and those were definitely catchable balls. But if you're evaluating Justin Fields, you want those balls to be more accurate. There were some throws today that weren't accurate. Yeah. And that's that's an evaluation that, hey, you need to be more accurate on these throws. You see the elite quarterbacks in the league. They might be off you know, schedule. They might be on one foot, whatever. They're still throwing accurate passes. And you want to see that more from Justin Fields. Let's try um, Joe. He's in Norwich. Hey, Joe. Hey guys, how you doing? Um, just wanted to say, like, 
for me personally, I think that this was the best way that the game could have possibly gone. Um, I know as fans, we really want to see like a, that comeback and want to see Justin be that guy. But in my opinion, the only way this game could have ended better is if somebody drops a game-winning touchdown or a game-tying touchdown in the end zone. Because it just displayed all of our biggest issues and you know brought it more to the forefront. Not that Poles and the other guys don't know what we're missing, but it's, you know, like you guys were saying with the dropped passes and stuff. And then the first half itself, you know, with the defense and, you know, the issues with the O-line, I, I just think it was a perfect ending. And I think it's important as Bears fans to try to remind ourselves that we're not winning the Super Bowl this year. And if I, every so game are you, go are like you, this, Let me get this straight. Season, are, you saying, are you saying that you don't want them – to interfere with the draft pick? Is that why you want them to lose? Not that I – I'm not rooting for them actively to lose. I'm just saying, and it's like, what what would we have gained if we won this game? Uh, I'll answer that. You learn how to win, especially at the quarterback position. So Justin Fields is in a position at a two-minute drill. How many games do you see come down to the last possession? And that's when these top-notch well, quarterbacks take over these games and – he didn't get an opportunity to try to finish that drive, and that's what's unfortunate to me. So to me, it wasn't the perfect ending. I understand kind of what you're saying, but I'd rather have him have an opportunity to win the game down in the red zone, and, and unfortunately it was hurt and taken away from him. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, you know, you play to win the game. I, yes. I mean, you got only so many uh, sundowns in your career. Uh, who Who plays any sport – hoping to do well and lose. I, no. I just think that's nuts. No, and I just think, too, it takes that opportunity away from Justin Fields to to learn and grow in the in, in, in a two-minute drill. You. And that's just – that's the NFL. It comes down to the four minutes and two minutes at the end of games. You, you and gotta, that would have been a great opportunity for him yes. to, to go out there and succeed and then build your confidence off of that and see yourself doing it and then just continue to develop and, and, and build the momentum. Patrick's on the northwest side. Hey, Patrick. Hello, guys. Uh, you know, by no means am I saying that Bears win the game, lost the game because of the refs. But that being said, there were two horrible calls. One was the taking touchdown back from Fields. That was a ticky-tack play. And if anything, it looked to me like the receiver was sort of spinning around trying to see where Fields was. And yet they throw the flag. They don't throw their flag if it was Mahomes, if it was uh, Rogers, or if it was Brady. But the worst one was in the end zone. A bare receiver in the end zone, in, in the right end zone, the defender doesn't even turn. He doesn't even pretend to turn. He runs right through him, and that's a foul. I checked the rule, rule book out, and it says the defender has to turn to look at the ball or make a play in the ball. Is that but is the, that the one where he slapped, his, he slapped his arms, basically, and kept the, he got his, his hand? He the, ran right through the receiver in the end zone. He ran right through him. Well, and, and, it's and, a timing play. I, I mean, I, I, I didn't see Darnell Mooney go crazy and jump up and down. I think it was a, a timing play, and and that he got yeah, his but hands. It, timing play or nothing? Did you? Did he, he never even turned around. No, he he's did not turn around. Make like yep. he's running for the ball. He ran right through the receiver. And when, you know, yeah, he was beaten on the play. Was that that was the kid from Notre Dame? The yeah. safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it, it was a decent play by the defensive back. I think you, yeah. you would have seen the receiver, Darnell Mooney, throw exactly. his hand. That's what receivers do, right, when they feel like they're interfered. Yeah. And it was right. It was a timing play. Yeah, they let the officials yep. know, no yep. question. Patrick, tons of fun. Uh, 
almost, maybe on Thursday. We'll be back for more punishment on Thursday or, or to punish our listeners. I'm, I, I feel good that everybody was so happy about it. Yeah, it was kind of interesting to see yeah. everybody or hear everybody's reaction today. Yeah. I mean, you preach patience. It's nice that people show it. Yes. All right. Thanks to, thanks to everyone. Thanks to Tyler Butterbaugh for great work this morning and for great work now. Stay tuned. If you want to talk, uh, Anthony Heron's going to be in. I believe he, uh, he called it, right? He had a seven-point uh, loss for the Bears. So congratulations to Anthony. Um, that's good stuff. He, he got he, he got a push, right? <laughs> yep. That's pretty good. That Although good early call. in the week it was seven in the hook. So, ah. yeah, there you go. All right, guys. See ya. We'll have Thanks a good week. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, all. I believe I'll be on tomorrow morning at 530. And, Patrick, you're on Tuesday? Tuesday right? at 11 o'clock. And keep your patience. Put your patience will, hat on. I will, I will be patiently <laughs> driving into work tomorrow. All right. All right, buddy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.